Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who wants to get this bad boy to a tight hour, but... If you just followed my rundown, we'd be out here in 30 minutes. Black, my co-captain Damon, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening, boys, girls, listenership around the world, millions, blockheads. How you doing? Yep. Uh, we had a discussion in the pre-show, Greeno. This is probably going to be a little... I like uh, stories about pinatas. Does it get a pre-show if it's about six hours before the show? It might be. I like I stories about pinatas. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So it would be the story of the pre-show would be this story. And we, we discussed yeah. it, this story, and we, th- we thought, you know what, we can't have a repeat of, you know, a couple of weeks in the last, let's say, month to six-week block, Greeno. Couple of shows have gone off the rails a little bit. Generally, when Big E joins the show, usually the, the, yeah. the show seems to go pr- pretty long, yeah. and uh, it becomes a, a test of stamina mm. and how much you can consume and still be like semi-professional no. on, on the microphone on a Friday night here in Australia. Not much. Mm. Not much. No, I, I've come to come to realize we, we each week unintentionally we seem to get drunker and drunker. Mm. As the show, I don't know whether we start drinking earlier, mm. but it just seems like we're more pissed by the end of each show every single week than the last month. This week, we're like, we can, we can circumvent that. We've got two options. We can cut out the drinking mm. or start earlier. We yep. went the latter. Ah, uh, can't we do both? No drinking. Mm, no, I mean the opposite. Can't we have both? Like We can. We can just continue drinking and, yeah. No, I'm saying there's two, there was two options. We could have started earlier mm. and just drink at our normal level yep. or stop drinking and start at normal time. We were like, well, fuck, fuck the reduction of drinking. Yeah. We'll just deal with that. Just uh, start early. <laughs> start early. A uh, quick story time, if we can. That's story. One I like something. stories about pinatas. So, so uh, we talked about on this show, I've become, during the winter months here in Australia, a little mm. bit chilly, like not stupid cold at all. Don't get me wrong. Like we're not in America cold where you like freeze your nuts off and stuff because there's snow. Mm. But it's it's chilly enough that it feels like a warm beverage is appropriate in the evening when it when it dips below, you know, 10 degrees Celsius. Yeah, a little warm. A little warm it's, cup it's, of Milo perhaps, Greeno, a little whatever, hot well, in, in my instance, we discussed. quick if you're a poor person because the poor people have Nesquik, Greeno. You could do that. Instead of Milo. Can't have the Milo, kid. It's too expensive. Here, too expensive Nesquik, we go, the half-priced Nesquik, which tastes like fucking terrible. Well, it tastes, uh, tasted like powder, yeah, and that's it tasted, what it was. It tasted like yeah. why it costs, you know, a quarter of the price. Yeah. So uh, myself, personally a fan of the hot toddies. We talked about this hot on the toddy. show. I still really don't know what a hot toddy is. You've explained it to me. I know, but I keep forgetting because I don't know, you know. So it's whiskey. Whiskey. It's boiling hot water. Boiling it's honey hot. and mm. lemon juice. It's lemon fucking juice. delicious. Okay. It's the perfect drink for the winter months. Uh, it, it just the winter months. <laughs> like, like there's so many. Like it's such a long, hard winter it's down here in southeast Australia. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough uh, time. You know, the harvest, Greeno. We lost half a crop yeah. out there this year. It's going to yeah. be a brutal winter, Greeno. Lettuce is 11 bucks, mate. Fuck, man. I like, know. That's how bad it is. Did so, you see the outrage about KFC? Was Now, KFC has transitioned. Is this the cabbage thing that we already well, talked about it's gone, the last two weeks? No, no, no. It's gone further than that. It's progressed further than that, you see. It's because, gone deeper. Oh, much well, deeper, Greeno. Okay, we're well, pause the story like moment. Stories here. about pinatas. So the latest, the latest this show's thing is... not getting down a hard hour, sir. No, <laughs> well, no, but you keep to the clock, not to the rundown, you see. No, the rundown. So you, the can, rundown. you can finish whenever you want, and it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, you keep an eye on the clock. That's how you roll. <laughs> 
You know, imagine if you're like, no, sorry, I can't finish at seven because uh, I'm still halfway through my rundown, so I don't care who's following me, you know. Oh, <laughs> Tell them that's the what way. we used to deal with at the radio show. Yeah, or people banging uh, we, on the got, door demanding the uh, uh, studio we got, time. Yeah. We've got random motorsport to talk about. Random motorsport, Busy. yeah. Uh, sorry, KFC. Updates, KFC, so it's progressed now to the point where KFC's like kind of openly threatening their their restaurant goers now at this point. And they're like, mm. you know, if you don't get behind this, prices are going to go up. We're going to have to throw the prices up. And I'm like, is that really a good way to endear people to your product? Because here in, uh, you know, southeastern Australia, we have a lot of chicken options, you know, mm-hmm. openly available. So, and KFC, I wouldn't say, you, KFC used to be top of the pile, Greeno, but it's not anymore. They're slipping, Greeno. They're you slipping. reckon? So yep. KFC still still top for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the hills, though, or Porto's. Yeah, a Porto. You need to try the new fried Red Rooster shit because they're but, doing. Oh, see, I, it's I good, had to go man. off Red Rooster for a bit because they 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 dodge me. Like they, mm. the nuggets, they realised they were their frozen packet nuggets. They yeah. were no good. Yeah. Uh, the tenders were packet tenders, no good. No. Uh, they they fucked me over with. They the have a whole pack. new menu. Where they got they got rid of the the banana and just gave me two bits of pineapple or banana. <laughs> like the Hawaiian pack is like a banana. And a pineapple. Well, That's how, how much works. is a banana though these days? With lettuce, doesn't matter. Eleven dollars a head. I'll, I'll pay what I need to pay for a Hawaiian pack as long as it has both. And yeah. dick me around with the like, oh, sorry, we can't afford the banana anymore. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, they've got a they've got a whole new menu now, and it's like a fried crispy skin chicken, and it's got a whole new range, and so it's like Ooh. a side menu. And tell I'm t- t- I'm telling you, man, it fucking shits, it, it shits on KFC. Because you know, to check this bad boy out. well, it's a different texture. Because you know, the KFC, it's slimy, like skin. You know, that's just the <laughs> See, way I, they roll. But I, hang on, I this is don't buy the chicken. But this is just on the crispier side, and it's just fucking. Mm. It's just good. You'll like it. Trust me. No, check I it think out. It's worth a shot. It, sure. will, it will go top of the pops. And now, so KFC <laughs> has lost. In my opinion, KFC has lost its like dominance. It's like Manchester United. You know what I mean? Mm. All through the nineties, they're the team. But now, you know what? They're they're coming down the hill a little bit. They're rolling down into the valley, and someone else, some plucky newcomer, is taking its place. You see what I did there with plucky Greeno? Yeah. I can see well done. Nice pun, unintended. Paid the big uh, can bucks. I, can, I offer, can I offer a thought? Mm. Offer a quick thought. Yeah. Who's going to KFC mm. and intentionally ordering something that has lettuce on it anyway? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, lettuce go, does just, come. Hear, like, hear me out. Without if, if they're going, we're going to fucking jump up the price. Yeah. We'll just go. Well, I want the zinger. Fucking hold, hold the lettuce. The lettuce. <laughs> like, we're not buying the thing for the lettuce. We're buying it point. for the big fat zinger fillet and the cheese and the yeah. sauce and all that kind of shit. No one wants the lettuce anyway. Just fuck the lettuce off. Reduce the price. Yeah. That would have been that would have been a smart marketing strategy. Going, look, we realize so our, it's all fucking greasy anyway. Yes. We're fucking off the lettuce. You we're give them all. offer them some carrot instead of just stick, Greeno, because they they just went straight to you know whacking you in the wallet and kicking the prices mm. up. Instead of offering you an incentive, hey, look, we'll take fifty cents off that shit off. if you if you and say you don't want lettuce. Yeah. yeah, they'd still be in front. So that's a fucking dick move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm gonna go down to KFC and go look. I, off, I want give a them this zinger. marketing advice that you've come oh, up with <laughs> to I'm, the I'm chick behind save, the counter. <laughs> I'm gonna save you money. Yes. Tell you what, take a buck off the zinger. Hold the lettuce. She's going to be like, um, look, my manager's on a coffee break right now. <laughs> Did you have an appointment or something? Or? Manager's not old enough to drink coffee, sir. Yeah. Um, nah, that's, that's fucking fair point. I'm going to do that tomorrow just to be a dick. Now, uh, back to my story, if we yes, can. Please. I like stories about pinatas. Uh, so the hot toddy. So uh, winter months, 
like to have a nice hot toddy in the evening. Mm. Uh, just kind of like just, just kind of like just settles everything down, warms me up. End of a end of a long day. Sure. So before this show, because this show, like we point out, been going for like two and a half, three hours lately, right? Yeah. So I have like a, a cup, uh, a nice big cup of tea mm. of hot toddy. But then I'm like, well, that thing's going to go in the first hour, and this show's going three. Right. So what I've been doing is I've been creating in a thermos a second thing to refill my hot toddy. Oh, okay. So you're, like, you're, well, now, you're now getting like two litres of hot toddy in there. <laughs> well, no, not two litres. Like it's literally one cup's worth in the okay. thermos. All right. But uh, uh, so halfway How big the show, is the cup, though? Is it like a German ceramic beer no, style? It's just, no, it's just a regular coffee cup. Regular so whatever coffee. the regular coffee cup size is, that's what the thermos is. Okay, so, so why don't you get a travel well. mug then, though? Because a thermos seems like overkill. If you've only got one cup worth in there, then you can just get a travel mug that does I've got the same a, I've job. got a travel mug, but I don't want to uh, – I'm kind of creating a second, second cup anyway. I, just, I reckon it would bigger. stay hotter in the travel mug because it's no, less air No, the thermos keeps it boiling hot. It's, it's beautiful. It's okay. a thing of beauty. So I do like a good that. thermos in winter. I haven't, haven't had one it's, for it's like great. 10 years. So good. It yeah. keeps the hot toddies warm. So anyway, the, the wife on Saturday was like, what's with the thermos? Like, because she saw it in front of the... Yeah. Are you um, going camping? <laughs> no, she's like, she saw it in, in like the washing pile. Yeah. She's like, what's what's with the thermos? Why is it in she's with like, the socks as well? With no, and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well... You didn't put hot toddies in that, did you? I'm like, well, fucking earth, I did. Just like, hmm. what do you mean? What's a so I had to explain, going, well, halfway through the show, like, I finished my hot toddy. I, I, don't, I can't go inside, boil the kettle, fucking mix it up, put some honey, put some lemon, fucking get some cinnamon in there, whip it up, boil mm. it, stir it, keep it all balanced, get it tested. Uh, I don't have time for that. Fucking the, the Joy of Pessy ad only goes for like 28 seconds. Yeah. I don't have time. We're on a limit, uh, yeah. And she's like, well, I think you have a problem. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, and I'm like, she's like, well, you're making a hot potty to take into the show. And I'm like, well, is it any different to me grabbing a beer out of the fridge? And sitting really, on the couch. Halfway through the show, yeah. sitting on the couch. Well, not even that. It's just like, well, what's the difference between a hot toddy and, and me grabbing a beer out of the fridge halfway through the show? Mm. So, so it made me think, like, are we drinking too much on the show? When the wife's questioning the weird alcohol content and the, uh, the making of the hot toddy in a thermos to bring into the studio. Okay. So today, there's no hot toddy. Right. Because I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm not going to be judged. Oh, no, that's no good. Now, see, can I offer you a retort? I like for that? stories about so pinatas. Fucking big old, a fucking big crack pipe before I came on the show, mate. <laughs> fucking just to, just to find me through. That'll keep me warm, right? Just to get you the edge. Just to get the edge. Find me through because I can't get a hot toddy halfway through. That's big crack pipe. Nice and warm right now. Yeah. Now, I, <laughs> I would say, I would say, hear, hear me out here. I would think that her questioning comes from. Not so much a place of how much you're drinking on the show, but the strange way you're taking it into, like, because a thermos full of alcohol is a different well, it's not, social it's impact. Not full of alcohol. I know, but hang on, but it's a different impact on a person as just say grabbing a beer out of the fridge, which everyone mm. is kind of used to. You know, if you if you carry a thermos around with you and it's like, well, what's in there? And oh, that's my fucking hot toddy. You know, <laughs> my hot toddy, toddy mix. It's fucking cold. Then she's <laughs> then she's probably like, well, maybe you're going a little bit too hard now because you're now doing preparation work and mm. pouring it in the thermos. I mean, it's a different she's, level. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bringing the hot toddies into the studio during summer. No, no, that would be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> that'd be Come crazy, on. babe. I would never silly. do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, in the summer you take in, uh, you know, the hip flask instead. The esky. Yeah. Yeah, full of piss. 
Yeah. Exactly. You can sink a carton of beer. Sending beers, as long as there's not one hot toddy in the thermos, we're sweet. You can sit there and drink a carton, 24 beers, sit there like a fucking jab at a hut <laughs> on the piss all day, right, from yeah. 10 a.m. to, say, 6 p.m. Yeah. You could polish that sucker off and throw up in your mate's swimming pool. And yeah. that would be more acceptable than, say, pulling a hip one. flask out at the lineup at the ticker tech and taking yeah. a swig out of it. Because <laughs> if you're one person, you take one swig out of your whiskey fucking flask on a cold morning, everyone yeah. judges you immediately. Like, look at this Judge. fucking hobo degenerate. I don't write it. But you can sink 24 cans of piss <laughs> and throw up <laughs> in your mate's pool and everyone yeah. go, yeah, mate, it was a yeah, hot day. Been. You know, he's a good bloke. It was fun, you know. But, hey, these things happen, mate. Don't worry about it and you'll be fine. Uh, we make a very fucking fair point here. Um, I'm calling because we've just we just finished uh, Pride Month. Mm. Is I'd it like over to, already? Is it? Shit, it's over already. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to extend the olive branch to the uh, other raging alcoholics out there, mm. and for equality of open alcoholism. Open alcoholism. Because because I feel like the, you're right. People will smash down 24 schooners, not yep. be judged. Yes. But one will sip out of a hip flask or a hot toddy in a thermos and Bad suddenly Bad man. got a problem. Yep. Uh, so fucking no good. So this month on the block, we'll be raging alcoholism equality month. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't know what flag we'll have. We'll come up with a flag. Mm. Uh, we'll That's get an ambassador. Question. What would the flag be? I reckon it should be a dartboard. <laughs> A dartboard, that, that sounds good. I yeah, like it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get Fev on board for the ambassador. Nice. I like where this is yeah. going. Definitely. Uh, how about Kimmy Raikkonen? How about Kimmy Raikkonen drives the float in uh, our in our it. parade, Greeno, in our, in now, our now alcoholic Kimmy, pride parade? <laughs> Kimmy, who will have a vodka for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have strippers on, on either side of a ski-doo, Greeno. Yeah. I reckon the Khan, we need to get the Khan on board somewhere as well. I, I reckon we have a machine. I reckon we have a snow machine out front of Kimmy just mm-hmm. creating the fucking snow path for him on his ski-doo. With the yeah. strippers on either side, Greeno, so he can lead the, the thing. You know, we'll have a winter-themed parade, Greeno. Yeah, It'll I be like amazing because you warm up with the hot toddies, you see, in winter. The hot toddies, fuck yeah. yes. Now we're talking. Kimmy, love it. Imagine how it's sitting down having a hot toddy with Kimmy. Kimmy Raikkonen. Kimmy, yeah, well, Feb, a, and the Khan. It was an okay uh, parade. It was lucky I was in town at the time. I mean, I wouldn't do this uh, for the money they offered. It was not very good, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a stay or a night or two in uh, Sydney Harbour is okay. Something, something like it. I'm concerned about the man who's urinating in his own mouth. It's <laughs> part of the festivities. But hey, it's breaking up the snow for me and it saves a little bit of plowing. Just I, had to, I had to pay for my own ski do petrol. So. <laughs> we can't afford it. Like, I got millions, but I can't afford the petrol. Too, too expensive. Like, it's diesel, diesel 240. Too, too, too expensive. Yeah, we can't actually come to think of it. We can't have, we can't have him in a real ski do because we can't really afford the petrol. Can't so afford the petrol. What no. we'll do, Greeno, is we'll do that thing where we, we make a ski do out of a box and we'll, yeah. we'll hang it off his shoulders and he can mm. run around and go. Brr, brr, little rascal style. I like it. Rascal style. <laughs> nice, Gary. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, Damo, uh, yeah. Muted Word of the Week. It's been a while since I've done Muted Word of the Week, so for our uninitiated... <laughs> it's good to see another word getting wiped out. Let's go. Yeah, uh, for our uninitiated listeners. Have we got any listeners? I doubt it. No. Okay, no. No. It's listening. No. Really? And let's, let's have a look. I'm barely right listening, and I'm here. Ah, yeah. You, you've done well to get this far into the show, to, oh, be, no. to be fair. Honestly. Zero viewers right now. Fantastic. <laughs> zero. Zero on the feed. 
<laughs> Even Restream isn't watching. That's a fucking sad state of affairs. That's fantastic. They don't like the, don't like the early start, Damo. Like, <laughs> the fans, fans love their early starts, Greedo. These guys aren't getting drunk enough. We don't like it. Fans love their I'm, early starts, mate. I'm telling they you. They can sense that I didn't have a hot toddy with me. It's fucking, it's no good. I know. Um, we did 20, <laughs> 25 hours on flasks and hot toddies. 25 <laughs> minutes, pardon me. 25 minutes. So, yeah. minute one of the week, Damo. Now, I didn't realize hot toddy. until... This one actually fucking pains me. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Um, mm. But I didn't realize how many fans of Maddie Wade there are in America. Oh, really? Okay. Fucking all week they've been talking about Maddie Wade. I don't know who this fucking Roe dude is, but he must have had like a fucking big battle against Maddie Wade and maybe the the Indian T twenty. Okay. Uh, but Maddie Wade, Roe, and Wade mm. muted. Wow. Nice. Gary. Nice. Gary. Why? Because they were involved in some kind of sport incident, so it just polluted your timeline. Well, it must have been because America were just fucking going nuts about this. Yeah. America? Wade thing. Why would they care about Matty Wade? What did he do? What happened? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's fucking some dude. Because well, you Wade. muted it. You don't know. <laughs> don't know. Not paying attention. <laughs> don't know what's going on. I haven't seen. No, it. it's gone. Muted it before I could muted be, it. before I could see what it was. I muted it, before so I, I didn't have to. Find out why Americans were up in arms about Roe v. Wade. I fucking oh, just Roe v. It. Wade. Nice, okay. Gary. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh. uh, Damon. What is hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roe v. Wade. Wow. Thanks for thanks for catching up. Thanks, <laughs> but that's muted. Yeah. We had to mute it. Yeah. Ruin my timeline. Of course. <laughs> No, we need, we need to get drugger. Can we, can we reconvene? I'll go and make a hot toddy. Another one. <laughs> you really do have a problem. You almost got a problem. Ah, uh, let's talk protocols, Damon. Let's talk problems. Now, problems. I don't know about you. Yeah. But if uh, I got I got problems, I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's if, if you're uh, let's say you're at a hotel mm. and some random Saudi person tries to hand you a suitcase. <laughs> Are you, are you taking the suitcase, assuming it's full of cash, yeah. or going, ah, no, nah, mate, I'll give that a miss? What, what are your thoughts in, in that scenario? Oh, I, I would wonder if he works there or he thinks I does, or he thinks I do. Like, hundred percent. That is absolutely correct. You might have been a, a concierge, perhaps that he's mistaken. Maybe now that that unfortunate scenario is going to happen to one Prince Charles. Yep. Uh, uh, Prince of Wales will not accept suitcases of cash in the future, Green. Which is mm. nice, Gary. Gary. Royal uh, source. Can, you share, can says, you share the screen with me, please, sir? Oh, can you not see the screen? See, this is uh, something we probably should have. Uh, should have covered in pre-show. That's pre-show. what happens when you start thirty minutes early. Yeah, I know. Footing. Prince of Wales. Prince of Wales will not accept suitcases of cash in the future. Royal source says. Palace briefing comes days after the Sunday Times revealed the heir to the throne accepted millions in cash from former Qatari Prime Minister HBJ Green. Nice, Gary! Mm. Now, surely uh, a couple of red flags, if we can. Mm. Uh, just a couple. So, just, just a couple. So once again, like obviously a bit, bit of a, a catch-up, Brent uh, Richard, yeah, man, I'll take that suitcase off you. Mm. Now, when was the last time you saw uh, a royal person carrying their own luggage <laughs> good question to be fair mm. now it's, no, it's, it's all right mate i've got it you know gets it out of the fucking overhead compartment nah mate she was right don't worry about it hey i've still got mm. a little bit of life in the old fella yet huh? and any shadow boxes with him yeah, yeah. um oh, honest question like fucking no jokes what would 
the the Qataris be paying off the royal family for? Um, well, that's a good question. They say, oh, well, of course, Green, it's for a charity. So. Nice charity. Oh, charity is okay. Charity payment, yeah. Half pieces. Yep. Puppies and babies. Yep. It's a charity cash donation. And uh, you'll be pleased to know, Greeno, he did. He is quoted as saying, quote, it won't happen again. So that's, mm. that's, a, that's a dead set quote. It's a good, legitimate good, good quote. It won't happen good again. I, I, I have another question for you, Greeno, and it's, um, you know, the former Qatari Prime Minister, HBJ Greeno. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have thought that the acronyms are reserved for the memorable one, like JFK, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, LBJ, yeah, uh, you know, that kind of HBJ. Now, who is HBJ, the former Qatari Prime Minister, Greeno? Can you tell me? Uh, it, it seems to escape my mind, unfortunately, sir. It escapes your mind. I don't know how many people out of 100 could tell you, unless we were in Qatar, maybe. <laughs> Then the scales might be lifted. So I don't know if he's earned HBJ uh, notoriety yet. I don't think that's good reporting. Uh, but anyway, that, I think that's the main thing to worry about here is whether or not yes, out of that story, HBJ the acronyms. Yeah. Now, do not pay attention to the suitcases full of cash being handed over. You know what would have been better, Greeno, more befitting of the world that we live in was would have just been like sacks with dollar signs on it. You know, just like, like cartoon style, just hand it over to him. Why not? Because a suitcase is number two on the level of, you know, illicit payment delivery system, isn't it? Like when you think mm. about it, how else are you going to, like there's two ways that Hollywood depicts people taking money. It's one, a big sack full of cash <laughs> with a dollar sign on it, or two, a suitcase, suitcase. That, you know, you slam it on the table and open it up and there's hundreds of millions of dollars there in bills and they pick it up and they flick through the money greeno and put it back. And lock it up, don't they? Sometimes they handcuff it to their wrist, Greeno. They handcuff it to their wrist. I guarantee Prince Charles has had many a suitcase handcuffed to his wrist over the years. Uh, Are we thinking there might be some uh, some gear involved, perhaps? Little snip. (laughs) Do you reckon what kind of gear would Charles get? You reckon it'd be the high, it'd be high quality stuff. Whatever fucking top of the top of the pops is what Prince Charles. Whatever's keeping uh, him alive. (laughs) That's you know. I reckon that's what he's on. He's probably on his mother's estrogen medicine. Could be, could be. You know, that's keeping he her lives, kicking. He does live on money, though, so mm. other people's money. So he, he's not, like, credit to him, Charles. Hmm. He'll take anyone's money that he hasn't earned. Just hand uh, it over into a suitcase and yeah, you'll be fine. The English taxpayer, like the Qataris, is just trying to get in on the, the point of royalty where you just hand over big fat pulls of cash yep. for the royal family. Mm. They're not actually fucking doing anything to earn it mm. other than being part of a bloodline. I have, um, I have heard, Greeno, um, the whisper is, you know, there's people who are royal watchers. Of course, we've got contacts here at the show, and I know a couple of people who work as royal watchers in the UK for the UK tabloids, mm. Greeno. And they have relayed to me that now that Prince Charles, the heir to the throne, has come out and said, look, we're not going to do the suitcases full of cash in the hotel lobbies anymore. That's out. Not anymore. Okay. Direct, direct debit only forward. No, well, no, no, even better than that, Greeno. We're not going to do the suitcases full of cash. So what we are going to do is now a black van that's going to pull up out the front of the palace at, say, 2 in the morning, and men in balaclavas are going to take out and just start unloading, uh, you know, frozen vacuum-packed packets full of money instead. Mm, Maybe a million a block, you know. Yeah. And they'll just unload it in there and then just roll it right into the vault downstairs. That's what we're going to do instead. Cut out the middleman. Yeah. Uh, could, could they just transfer some Bitcoin to Charles, perhaps? Bitcoin. Do you reckon Charles is in the Bitcoin? 
Ah, well, the current value, perhaps mm. he could buy a whole bunch with that that suitcase. Yeah, that's true. Bitcoin's an interesting Bitcoin. Bitcoin's an interesting study because for ten years or so it was kind of growing and growing and thriving and had dips and ups and downs and whatnot. And then mm. all of a sudden, all the governments just turned around and said, "Oh yeah, that Bitcoin. We're going to just have to start taxing that. I'm sorry, and we're going to have to start coming after your details. <laughs> sorry about that, everyone. Mm, well, that, it also happened to coincide. Get their with fingers in the pie. Well, it's, it's a little bit of that, but it's also it happened to coincide the the downfall of Bitcoin happened to coincide exactly at the point where the media were really publicizing Bitcoin and how mm. people should get in. Buy in now. Maybe, yeah. maybe there might have been a, a kind of like tip off that, hey, this thing's about to tank. Yeah. And the only way the people that had the Bitcoin, i.e. the rich fuckers, yeah. uh, could not lose cash on the deal was to convince a whole bunch of suckers to buy the Bitcoin mm. before them so they could offer it. But Greeno, they said there was a boom happening. Now, of course they said On there the was television. A boom because the rich fuckers need to offload the Bitcoin because it's about to tank. Ah. And, then, and then, you know, when it does tank, then mm. the, who has the money then to rebuy back into the market then? What ah, the rich fuckers that just sold oh. it at the high premium to the poor fuckers that just lost a whole bunch oh, on the that Bitcoin. That doesn't sound right. That mm. I don't know about that. It's, it's interesting that it's also a currency that isn't regulated. Yes. That happened to just magically be the the flavor of the town and then tank dramatically shortly after small time investors on board. The writing was on the wall. I remember maybe three, four years ago, I I was, you know, keep an eye on a story, Greeno, because at the time, the majority of people, like the biggest single block of people who had Bitcoin at the time were in South Korea, right? Because that's where it really boomed initially. And I think it was something like 40% of users or maybe 60% of users or something like that were still based in Korea, the Bitcoin okay. owners, okay? And the Korean government at the time, don't ask me who it was, but they uh, came out and passed the law and said, look, you know, all the uh, Bitcoin holdings are now going to be, uh, we're now going to be able to see it and we need visibility and we need you to report it and we're going to regulate it and what have you. And no one really paid attention to it outside mm-hmm. of, you know, <laughs> you know, those kinds of circles. And it was like, well, this is clearly, this is the first step now, because once one government's allowed to do something, it doesn't really matter what country you're in. They all look at each other and go, oh, is that what they're doing over there? All right, we'll figure a way out. We'll get, yeah. we'll do the same thing. And then, of course, they all started falling like dominoes. And now mm-hmm. now they can't get enough of the Bitcoin. Remember a couple of years ago, Green, all the governments were like, oh, that's crazy, silly money. <laughs> that's, that's nothing. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want anything to do with that. And now all of a sudden they're buying in. Well, they've got to make some money. Got to buy in. Got to take your slice of the pie. Exactly. That's how that's a lot worse. Yep. Um, let's get the first ad break so we can okay. get to a tight hour. Let's go. Uh, we had a disabled hot toss demo. Doesn't happen very often that yeah. we we kind of trying to once again we try and keep all, all the quality here. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not bigoted when it comes to our hot toss. <laughs> we'll take any hot toss we can get. I just when you sent this through, I kind of looked at it and I just. I had two questions, one word each. Who and what? You know, that uh, was like, who and what? What, what is this? So, I don't know what's going on. So, so this is in relation to Dylan Walcott, who's the current Australian of the Year, okay. uh, in case you're asking who. He's yes. the, uh, he won the Grand Slam in the, the wheelchair tennis oh, last okay. year. Nice He's guy. an Australian icon. Uh, has his own TV Yay. show. Good. Good he dude, has a TV American. show, does he? See, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Oh, that's fine. Know. And uh, also, yeah, good, good, good. He did retired kind of after he won the Australian Open this year. Okay. So you're going to hang up, 
hang up the wheelchair yeah. and uh, I kind of move on. Mm-hmm. But this came across yesterday after I put together the rundown. I'm like, well, let's fucking beat this late hot toss, hmm. hot toss off the press, yep. which doesn't happen very often. Hmm. Uh, we need to do it. It says Dylan Dylan Alcott uses sex toy on girlfriend at restaurant <laughs> in the Herald Sun. Now, this is obviously, this is firstly, firstly hot toss, definitely. Secondly, this is hero behavior. Thirdly, this uh, is journalism. This is, thirdly, this is apparently, in inverted commas, journalism. Fourthly, it got me thinking, what restaurant? Because I think we need some context here. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, you, if you're... If what you're if it a, was a theme restaurant? It was Fist Your Girlfriend Night. Exactly. Down if at Rocco's. Fucking, yeah. If you're a Dracula's yeah. on the Gold Coast, <laughs> yeah. fucking anything goes. Is so it really? Is, is Does Dracula... I've been to Dracula's on the Gold Coast. So I, don't, I don't remember a pro-fisting <laughs> policy <laughs> on, the, you know, on the dress code. Did you bring a dildo, yes or no? (laughs) I would like a seat in the non-dildo section, please. I bought my children. That's okay. Is fisting still allowed there? Yes, it is. That's okay. Yeah. No, I don't remember um, that policy. I just, I just remember there was a lot of like there was a lot of dress up. There was, uh, there was dress it, up. It, was, yeah. it was a theater restaurant, so maybe mm. there might have been some S and M. I don't know. Like, like I'm just throwing it, I'm throwing it out there. They're up for a good time. Yeah. If anyone's up for a good time, bit of bit of dildo action uh, while you're waiting for your entree. Seems someone, like someone time. we knew, Greeno, we who we won't mention their name, but someone we knew um, used to work there. By the way, as one of the That's performers, right. used to walk Correct. around breathing fire and shit. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, I went there after, maybe, yeah, it was after he finished working there. But same yeah. time, it was, it was a good time. It was, yeah, it was good. It was. But once again, can't remember many sex toys being bought out. No. Um, no. no. I didn't ask maybe for the right menu what, items. Once again, like, why is it, firstly, is, is there footage? Have we verified this? Oh, uh, well, they say fans after a video emerged, but I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen the video. Mm. Um, I didn't look for it So what are we up to? Thought, thought six mm. would be if, if there is a video, can Dylan sell it on OnlyFans? Well, not if it's already out there. Then it's too yeah, late. Well, the no, horse is no, bolted. You've got, got to copyright it. Uh, uh, you've got to copyright it and take it back and then sell take it. Take it back, 100%. Uh. And, and seventhly, like, who gives a fuck? Like, like, don't get me wrong, if I could get away with, you know, using the sex toy on my partner at his age as a celebrity, fucking go for it. Yeah. Would the, would, did anyone around, around the interrupt anyone else? Now, once again, if there's kitties in the vicinity mm. and they can see it, mm. inappropriate. Mm. But if this was kind of like a private thing and someone's like, hey, man, is he fucking just going to town there, mm. uh, having a good old time? Okay. Well, I'll tell what's, you what, what's let's, let's see what the people say, Greeno. Let's- we need a Stefan's poll. We do, yeah. But, Stefan, no one's listening, so it's not going to happen. Oh, fair um, enough. So let's have a look in the comments here and see. Well, let's see what the people are saying in the comments, Green. We can get what an are the idea. Punters? What are the punters saying out there? Uh, this one says, if it's between two or more consenting adults in an appropriate setting, it's no one's business. Now, this well, person says, I agree. <laughs> this, this person says, I agree. Not sure the other restaurant patrons consented, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. People are saying two consenting adults use discrete toy in a restaurant. It's okay. So that's, see, it's interesting the debates that people have now, right? Because it's, no one's disagreeing that there is or is not a line. Everyone agrees that there is a line. What they don't agree on is where the line is. And that's the Mm. discussion that people are constantly having. So now apparently it's okay. Look, if the toy is discrete, you can, mm. in fact, um, you know, 
fuck, fuck your girlfriend or your partner or whatever with a toy in a crowded restaurant as long yeah. as the toy is discreet and you try not to get caught. And that's allowable. That's, a, that's fine now, you know. So I put it to you, though. Isn't the whole point of these exercises, it's, you get off on the thrill of it, right, of doing yeah. stuff in a public place. Yeah, a public place. So now if it becomes socially acceptable, how are you going to get your thrill? What's the next level up from that? Is it just, you know, fucking her on the table when the salad comes out? Like, is that what you do next? And everyone, and then in 10 years, everyone will be going, well, you know, as long as it's in a dark restaurant and there aren't too many kids in there and it's between mm. two consenting adults, you know, I guess that's fine. Then we'll have to up the ante again, Greeno. It's a, it's a fair point. Like I also think, yeah, venue venue plays a, a point in this argument. So, like, how how many blowjobs have been uh, performed in the back backseat of a movie theater? Oh, plenty. Well, how that, many say, in crowded restaurants under where if the table has a big tablecloth, Greeno? <laughs> that would have that would yeah. have happened. Now I, I have heard tales of uh, some some handwork yep. during uh, restaurant patronage hmm. throughout the course of the years. Yes. It happens. It does happen. Like, yeah, it's out it's, there. Like you pointed out. The punters the are thrill. doing it, Greeno. They're into it. The punters are doing it. It just happens that this guy is a celebrity. So like fucking fair fair play. Like, is it appropriate? Probably not, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like yeah. it is the thrill and the excitement of fooling around, doing something you're not meant to do. Look, no one else is seeing it. Well, obviously someone saw it because there was a film of it, but, uh, like, once again, they're up on the table. They're not interrupting someone's entree. No. If they did it on someone else's table, yeah. awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or at the, at, the, at the cashier when you're paying, when you leave. Yeah, Greta. just, like, up, up front, just, like, fistful. <laughs> like, we don't, yeah. we don't want that. Yeah. Um, maybe at, maybe at that little window where the chefs put the the dinner plate screen over when, when they're sending the food out, just up on there, that might be a little weird. Yeah, that that's a bit awkward. Yeah. Um, Look, here's it, my it, thing. Does it? Do I give a fuck about this? No, not no, not in not. slightest. If Makes if I was there and I had like a kid running around or something, and it like let's say the next day I found out it happened on the table next to me. Would I be kind of pissed? Probably, <laughs> you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be like, did you? I would say, did you see anything or notice anything? And if they're no, mm. I'd be like, sweet. <laughs> sweet <laughs> you yeah. know, we're like, we're fucking all right. We no, got out of that one. And then I would go back directly, go back to not caring again. You yeah, know? exactly. In these situations, people are going to do this shit, and all yeah. the the best that you can hope for is to try to shield your little clan from it as best mm. as you can. But it's going to happen out there, and there's not much you can do about it, right? Where's the line for inappropriateness, though? Like, well, this you know, is what foot, we were saying. Like, where does it end? right? Yeah. No, no. Like, let's like, well, let's go reverse. Okay. Let's, so let's take something that seems let's deconstruct like it. Yeah. No, let's seem like something that's innocent, because like, yeah, we're not going to, you know, uh, deal with some hardcore shit. But what I'm saying is, like, is putting putting your foot on someone else's crutch under the dinner table yeah. and rubbing it. In the same realm, like where where does the, where is the line drawn on appropriateness hmm. on the reverse standpoint? Because that, like, obviously you you're still touching someone's genitals, you're doing it in a movie thing. Like I've had my hand on on my wife's thigh inside a movie cinema, may have touched touched some badge unintentionally, <laughs> unintentional, unintentional vagage. But your hand just go there, it's on the thigh, touch the stuff. Is that inappropriate? Like, there's it's well, interesting to think. 
Uh, Depends. Like if you if you fall into the inappropriate bucket. I would say if you, you know, had your hand on her thigh and you might have accidentally touched Vag, it's probably okay unless her, she had like one leg up on the back of the seat, you know. Different, yeah, 100%. Different, completely different scenario. Yeah. Let's let's also uh, It's okay. It's okay. The school children are sitting in the three rows up front. It doesn't matter. They're fine. They now, let's also deep dive. Let's say fucking for argument's sake. Hmm. Everything's still covered, but there's a butt plug involved. Butt plug involved. <laughs> At which point is the butt plug involved? At the beginning no, or the as end? As in, no, throughout. So at, at the dinner, there's, there's no visibility of it. Okay. The butt plug is in. Uh, all day? You have to have it in there all day. Well, just before the What if it's like prep, a two-hour like, drive to the place? Now, do you sit with it? The whole way, or do you slip into the? Do you walk in there, shake everyone's head, and go, "Look, I'm just gonna, go, I'm just gonna go to the toilet. I'll be right back." You slip, you slip the butt saying, plug in because that would saying, that would be more weird, involved, though, wouldn't it? But there's levels of appropriateness when it comes to the sex toy. Okay, like, I'm just trying to figure out because I don't want to. Doesn't matter about timing. Yeah, like the butt okay. plug's in there. What right. I'm saying, I don't want to get it wrong if I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm saying, let's say it's in, like, uh, in the car park. Right. And the car park, it's like, boop, there we go. We're good to go. Up the butt Let's plug. go for some dinner. Okay. Because uh, this is kind of like, it's our bag. Hmm. We like a butt plug in while we're doing dinner. Yep. Um, of course. It's how we roll. <laughs> it's how we roll. Yeah. And, but then, so technically, they're using a the sex toy, but no one can see it. Now, is that appropriate or inappropriate in a meal setting? Well, it's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, does it make a sound, Greener? Mm-hmm. Fucking know if it's the uh, the butt plug you, that no one hears. If you finger your girlfriend at a you know <laughs> at a hungry jacks. Hungry jacks, well that's different. All right. If you finger your girlfriend at a hungry <laughs> jacks while outside. she's eating feel, onion rings. I feel like that matters. And nobody notices, did it really happen? Green. It really happened, yeah. Now it will it depends. Is it in the kids' play area? Is it outside? Is it inside? Yep. Uh, is it in the office or the is loading it in the dock? house? Are you behind the counter? It's fucking like once again, all scenario, all scenarios. Never would have happened. So, yeah. so what we've established is, you know, sometimes yay, sometimes nay. Sometimes when it comes to yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you uh, have to be uh, smart enough to make the choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Damo, um, based on how the show's gone thus far, I think I've answered this question for the next segment. Okay. Podcast deals. Podcast you know, I saw deals. This, I saw this show. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> the course this week. Now, uh, I saw that uh, I got podcast deals. Nikki Osborne and Peter Hellier got, got podcast deals. Yeah. And now, first, I don't know who's handing out these podcast deals. Hmm. My, that was my first thought. My second thought was, how the fuck are these guys getting podcast deals? Now, well, I've got good news for you, Greeno. It's not hmm. as bad as you think. Now, this was tweeted out by a checkmarked account, Variety Australia. Which yeah. uh, only has 174 followers, by the way. So it's the new home for entertainment news, business. Sounds like it. Yeah, and he got three likes and one retweet. This story about Clementine Ford and uh, Peter Hellier getting new podcast deals. And I would just like to say that my tweet retweeting this show that literally nobody is watching, where mm-hmm. I said nothing but come say hi, also yeah. has Greeno. Three likes Three and likes. Run we- no, uh, one retweet. Hey. Look at that. So we are clearly deserving of a paid podcast oh, deal. Paid podcast deal. Based on these numbers here. Now, it's not me saying that. You can't argue with the numbers, stats. Greeno. The stats, stats are there. Give yourself a stat man, sir. A nice stat. Um, I'm a stat man. 
Hey, Rob. Now, fucking, uh, I just wanted to point out, I've, I've kind of realized that podcasts have been bastardized by commercial uh, aspects. Commercialism. Podcast was, the idea of podcast was the fact that anyone could get on there, mm-hmm. do their podcast, yep. put it out there to the world. And it was uh, the ability of saying, hey, those corporate media that won't give any, any of us radio jobs, mm-hmm. like, we, we've got our voice. People can come in, and people still can, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. We still get our voice out there. We still get to promote our show. Anyway, we try one, we get to we can out play our little thing, and nobody cares. Everyone leaves us no alone, literally. So it's beautiful. The problem is that now the people that were already getting the bullshit radio jobs they didn't deserve yeah. are now getting podcast deals. Podcast deals. So they're now moving. <laughs> so see how they were all kind of. These people who were like mainstream radio, mainstream yeah. new, newspaper, mainstream television of say ten years ago, yeah, they used when to laugh. The show. They used to laugh yeah. at podcasts. And do you remember when I think I can't remember who the personality was? Someone who was a professional in radio actually had a crack at you about doing community radio, like and volunteering and stuff. Do you remember that? I can't remember who it was. Oh, I can't remember it, yeah. Yeah, but you remember the interaction? It was like, actually, I'm fucking volunteering at radio, mate. Thanks for asking. Cause he was like, what the fuck do you know? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I, like, I, I know, I do remember that you actually <laughs> yeah. I remember who the fuck it was. That's right. Like, yeah, someone's been a dick about it. So like, they are dicks. I've been there to right? apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I remember an interaction with um, you know, a, a relatively famous kind of, you know, Sydney morning herald level kind of lefty on sky back in the day greeno mm. had an interaction with her on twitter she um because i asked something like uh it was a question about like responsibility or something or pregnancy and she accused me of being a sexist like straight out of the gate greeno well, press press the button press the button straight to sexist like uh, press, that's a sexist press the button sir yeah. misogynist and sexist and misogynist. And I was nothing but pleasant to this woman, I swear to God, yeah. because, you know, maybe needling a little bit, but in a purely pleasant way. And I was like, oh, well, you, you jumped straight to sexist then. That's not very nice. And she Ooh. said something like, oh, you know, fucking, she had, she had a crack at my, um, like my bio or something. And I was like, wow, you've really gone. Now this was a person, a celebrity, you know what I mean? Like a news, political news, <laughs> kind of lefty yeah. commentator celebrity who yeah. just went right off the rails. And then this was, like I said, like kind of seven, eight years ago, maybe. And then mm. I was like, wow, look at this fucking chick go right off the fucking cliff, Greeno, with like something so innocent as an innocent question. It was like, you sexist idiot. Da, da, da. And I was like, holy shit. And then I went to show someone, I don't know, a couple of hours later, and I said, have a look at this crazy fucking bitch off Sky News. Would you look at this? And she went and deleted them all, except for the one where I was saying to her, that's not very nice, Greeno, because she couldn't delete my shit. Nice, Gary. <laughs> so she, but so she deleted all evidence except for the one where I'm going to her. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, wow. And so you know, we've had Mark Levy, haven't we? The situation with Mark we Levy with the sock accounts. Yeah. So there's a lot of kind of I'm the best, I'm the best. But again, I would just repeat: this tweet has three likes, one retweet. Come, mm. come say hi to the starting block. Three likes, one retweet, yeah. Greeno. So there we're we right on a par. We're on par. Happy days. Yep. We're right days. around nice the corner from the nice podcast deal. I can sense it. Mm. Uh, look, uh, we'll go to a break in a sec. Okay. Uh, I should point out BE is on a boys trip at the moment. Boys trip. What's it for? What are they celebrating? Uh, it's Punters Club. So they just, oh. they've just earned a bunch of money this year and they, they spend it. They go on a, a boys trip to horse races, nice I guess. Uh, 
Scary. Wait, waste the money they just earn. It's a good time. That's but what you do. Thinking, that's what you do with one money, isn't it? You fucking yeah. you lose it. <laughs> that's you the, waste it. That's yeah, the yeah, aim. You spend of it. it. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's <laughs> it's money. So it's true. free money. So it's right. why do shit with it? It's that's just, that's, that's and that's why we're the people we are. You see, because it's mm. like that's the way we look at it. Some people would be like, no, 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 no. it goes straight into the bank. But no. it's like, no, 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 it's, I won this, so I, it's free. I can do whatever it's I want. It's free money. <laughs> the bank's got enough of my money. It's fine. Like, that's earned money. That's right. Bill's money. As soon as we this get it, we've got to get money. rid of it again. Play money. Play, play money. Like um, like any money really is play money when you're paying fucking $80, you know, to put, mm. uh, you know, to fill up your fucking lawnmower. Great. <laughs> 100% true. I, um, I I got a bit of a kick in the dick earlier today. I was doing my banking before the show. Oh, no. And looking, just doing some transfers. Were you, trying like, to, were you trying to get in the mood of, like, I want to hang myself from the garage door, <laughs> like, before the show? I was just doing the finances before I'd come on and have a laugh. No, 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 no. Like, oh, I, I'm an accountant, mate. I like doing that shit. I, do all my shit. I need to get my shit in order before the weekend's done so that I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. So I just moving some money around from accounts, move it to where it needs to go to pay certain bills. And I looked and I bought something during the week and I thought it cost X amount of dollars. I'm like, fucking look, it's, it's probably a little bit more than I'd like to spend on this item, but, you know, it's it's fine. I don't buy many things for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I'm going to treat myself this week. I'm like, I can't even spend like 200 bucks. Let my fucking shoot money again. Yep. It's not too much. But then I looked at my back and I'm like, where the fuck did that money go? Forgot that I thought what I was purchasing was Australian dollars. No, no, no. I forgot about currency conversion <sighs> and the, the cost of the US dollar compared to the Australian dollar meant. Reno just fucking blew four hundred dollars or something. Of course, thought he cost two hundred. <laughs> I'm like you, motherfuckers. Normally, what is the conversion rate now? It must be horrific. It was it? almost two to one, dude. It's fucking. Horrible. So what? We're at fifty cents. Something like that. Like wow. it, uh, what it come out as? It was no, it, did, it wasn't that bad. It was one. It was one seventy, one seventy to the dollar or something like that. It was. Oh, yeah. It was a. The bill was a lot more than what I fucking expected to pay. And then the dicks of the bank then hit me with a fucking currency conversion fee. Oh, yeah. Everyone's getting I'm a like, fee off everyone these days. 11, 11 bucks because you converted something to charge me a 1.7 more than what I thought I was going to pay. Yeah. But they never they never can, like got that at checkout. Normally, if you're like an Amazon whatever, mm. it's like, hey, this is $100 Australian dollars. You're about to pay 170 And I'm like, okay, I understand paying 170 This didn't say it. I just assumed I was paying that dollar value. Bank account, fucking four hundred. I'm like, ah, oh, you dick. I tip, uh, so I you, tip my hat to the bankers. Dick move for not checking the you dick. I, I give my a tip of the hat to the bankers. You know why? Because after many decades, they have successfully programmed people to the point where they expect so many fees, they no longer question any new fees, and I mm. think that is generally true because there are so many fees and fees and fees and fees. And, you know, imagine the first time they introduced a fee back in, like, let's say the 1920s, Greeno, when they were banking, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> depression era kind of stuff. And yeah. imagine the first fee they brought in and they said, look, we just want to inform you that we have now got an account holder's fee. And I'll be like, well, what's that? And I'll be like, oh, well, that's a fee you pay to bank with us. And it's like, well, hang on, I can take my money out and go down the road. And then the yeah. bank down the road says, actually, we're also introducing a, an account holder's fee, account I'm afraid. Fee. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, you can come to us. We'd love the company. Oh, look, there's another bank down the road. I'll go, to, no, I'm saying, actually, sorry, we, are, we don't have an account holder's fee, but we do have double withdrawal fees in order to make up yeah. for not having the account holder's fee. At first, it would have been a shock to the system. 
Now we have like hundreds and hundreds of fees and fees and fees, fees for everything. Everyone is charging everyone everything right now. Everyone, mm-hmm. this, and you know what? That that looks to me like the death throes of a society, Greener. It looks like the crows fighting over the scraps, the morsels of meat left in the rib cage of the fucking pirates on the ship floating in the middle of nowhere, you mm. know? Like there, everyone's just trying to get the last dollar they can out of everybody get else. What <laughs> get yeah. what they can before it all goes tits up. <laughs> that's what it looks that's a, like. That seems like a perfect time to go to a break. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplate. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls elon is he still happening is he still buying it what's going on elon's out mate elon's done he's done yeah, they're, they're looking for new buyers, I guess. Uh, someone, else, someone else will be out there. Bill Gates instead, everyone. That'll be nice. Yeah, why yeah. not? Bill Gates announces. No, it'll just be Google. Google announces they're buying Twitter. And everyone will Twitter. Oh, good. This will fix right. everything. Nice. That would be great. Be yeah. Wouldn't the world be a better place if Google was even bigger and more powerful, Grant? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. Not enough Google things. No. They already listen to all our conversations and whatnot. Mm. Like, we need more of it. Mm. Let's get into the Twitter chat. Don't you think it's funny how, like, five years ago, remember you would hear me talking about things like, uh, you know, like, say, 
covering the camera on your laptop or blocking the phone mic and stuff like that mm-hmm. because you, you don't know what's going on. And I just find, and I'm sure you've noticed too, more and more and more people now say shit like, when I have a conversation around my phone, next thing I know I'm scrolling through Facebook. Like, let's just say you're talking to your mate about fucking caravans or something. Mm-hmm. You scroll through Facebook 10 minutes later and then there's all this advertising caravans. about fucking caravans. Oh, God, and, I don't, and you know what I do? I'm such a prick. I don't say a fucking word. I just smile and go, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> That's so so I, like to, I like to play games with the mm. listening machine and just try out random things and stuff I'm not interested in. Yes, exactly. I, I recommend to people always have two windows open on your personal computer at all times. Mm. Number one, Christian baking. So you need to, you know, how to do a good Christian baking cake with all the right yep. ingredients and, the, and, the, and the, you know, the fair amount of respect to the faith. And then uh, on the other tab, filth, the filthiest tranny porn you can find, Greener. And you have those, what you do is you have those two things open at all times yeah. and just auto refresh them. And then, mm-hmm. and, and then I like to throw it down the gauntlet green. It's like, track that, you son of a bitch. Yeah. So tell me it's what cool. you think of me now. What's my personality now? Figure it out. Spot on. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, the devil and the angel on both shoulders. That's right. Nice. Nice. Spot on. Yep. Uh, Damo, uh, I want to talk, fucking cricket's going on for some random reason. No, it was going on, now it's over. <laughs> we won. I was thinking about tuning it. I was nearly going to put money on the draw, Greeno, at $8. I thought, that's I- tasty in the subcontinent, $8. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you did, it was over in two days. Two days, <laughs> 140 overs it was, apparently. <laughs> get through two full days 140 oh. fuck uh but he's, he's a stat man for you sir pat cummins undefeated as test captain. Real question because everyone's like you can't have a bowler as test captain like hmm. fuck it's not gonna work about pat got the the coach sacked yep so fuck it don't like him get rid of jl fuck him off and then was like well you know, oh, 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 what do you mean fucking we can't get rid of jl fucking he's, he's an aussie he's not an icon he, he bought he that would be un-australian mate he brought pride back to the, the bag. Green Christ's sake. He fucking he fixed this broken who is, shit. Who is the up. coach now? Uh, Andrew McDonald. Andrew McDonald. Okay. When did yeah. he take over? Oh, literally like this, this tour. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. He filled in for JL in the last uh, oh, when we were right. playing. Yeah. Who did we play? Was it Bangers before? Where have we played before this in the subcontinent? Well, again, when we play away, it's hard for me to keep track because that's footy season here. Who cares? Exactly. Fucking cricket season's done. Let's move on. So uh, everyone's like, oh, this is no good. Fucking Pat. Pat's no good. We can't have that. He's undefeated. Eight tests, five wins, three draws. Hmm. Uh, Missed the Adelaide Ashes because he had COVID. That's the bucket man. Cap called Pat. He's also, this is also the the first time uh, back-to-back test wins for Australia in Asia. Since 2006, when we beat Bangladesh back then, and Bangladesh, as far as I'm concerned, in 2006, that doesn't count. That's that's it's like uh, Jason Gillespie's fucking uh, double ton. 201, exactly. Doesn't count, mate. I'm sorry, it doesn't count. It's not fair. It's great though. It's good. Uh, They played 28 tests in between for only three wins in in Asia. Yep. So that goes to show like, it's pretty impressive because they haven't been playing against shit teams. Is the so, ashes the ashes is on then, isn't it? In the uh, in the UK, Greeno, in back oh, in yeah. England, oh, it's oh, fucking man. on like Donkey Kong, but, isn't it? Now at this point. With that said, though, the like, confidence you, they'll get out of this, they should be storming confidence. into England next but, year. But Travis Head took four for ten in the second inning, so yeah. over two point five overs. Like yeah. it's kind of a fake fake result. I get it, like, but it's all. But yeah, but they're supposed to be the best spinners in the world over there, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Travis Head, mate. 
Yeah, well, exactly. He's a part timer. So, and it's all about. I reckon it's all about knocking. It's about knocking over results, though. That's how you build momentum and build confidence. Doesn't matter how you get them. If they win another five on the trot, they're not going to think about this one. You know, that's not going to matter. But this one will lead into the next one, into the next one. And how many tests do they have before they get to England again? Can't be too Uh, many, can it? I think it's literally this series, and then it's the Ashes, right? And it's the Ashes back on. So they could be fucking storming into England. Let's fucking go. What I'm liking is we've got our core now. Like, we know our team. Like, Aussie, Aussie, uh, fucking tip of the hat, nice Gary Osman. Uh, nice Gary he's, a, he's the cat of this era, Greeno, the like, second yeah, chance about, kid. Talk about the genius of Justin Langer. Refused to pick Usman until he had fucking no choice because of injuries and yeah. whatnot. And then like, he came out and scored two tons back to back. back. <laughs> since, since coming back, he's averaging 117 as opener. <laughs> nice, Gary. Good on you, JL. In, in Asia, in the worst possible batting conditions as well. Yeah. Fucking is averaging over 100. Like. Which, you know, he is he is the fucking uh, the pinch hitter for that part of the world, though, isn't he, for the Australian team? He has been for a long time anyway. But he did it like, in Take Australia Uzi. as well. Like, yeah, good yeah. on him. Yeah, fucking um, So he's locked he's in now. Take- so... But yeah. Woody's locked in an open, Davey, Davey. Oh, okay. You've you got to give him one more, you know, because I don't Davey, think Jimmy's going to be bowling, away. mate. And Unless Wolpikowski's fit, like, you got to fucking... Dave will be there till he wants to retire. Then we've got Manus. Manus is fine. Well, hang on. City. Let's talk about Dave Warner for a minute here. Now, what if, say, the next – we're not oh, – will Broad and Anderson be wheeled out for that one last time, that next Ashes series? I, I think, think they, they, will, they might be. And the if they are – I'm sorry. If they are, there is a discussion about dropping David Warner before <laughs> before we even get there. Like, no. I agree. Like, a, it has to be on the table. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bukowski's not playing, though. He hasn't played enough. But so, by the time we get to the Ashes, he'll, he'll be all right. He'll you be reckon, okay. You reckon you throw, yeah. him in, you throw him into the fucking cauldron in the Ashes for debut? He'll be fine. He's fine. Debut. He's, he's played for Australia before. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I know. I keep forgetting that, though, because it was so fucking it was long. two summers ago. Yeah. Two summers ago, and then he kept having these concussions, and then we had COVID and whatnot. Just yeah, fucking just stunted his career. Well, it's not fair when young, when young guys who have the skill that he does, he was – you know, he's clearly going to be a good player if he gets a run at it. It's not fair when they well, don't get a run at it, you know? The other thing as well, we still had the English county season as well. So there's a mm. bunch of Aussies that go over there, score a whole bunch of runs, and, like, we'll do what we do with Chris Rogers. Remember Chris Rogers? Chris That's Rogers. how we start? Yeah. Because he was over there in England scoring billions. And yeah. like, well, but, fuck, he was like doing it, but he was doing it for 10 years, though, Greeno. That's the difference. Was, but they'll, they'll find an Aussie over there, and they'll be like, yeah, oh, maybe this guy a shot. And that's, yeah. that's what happened with Marnus. Marnus was killing it over there and was like, well, he averages 30 in Sheffield Shield. And like, no, nah, he's all right in English conditions. Came in for Smitty when he got the concussion yep. and fucking kicked ass. And next thing we know, Marnus is the best cricketer in the world. Yeah. Um, the Chris Rogers so, one, I remember, because everyone at the time was like, oh, what's he going to do? Get a, like a little fucking niggly little 30, 35 or something. But yeah, yeah. Actually, for us at the time, for us at the time in England, 35 was like a double tonne. 100%. We were getting knocked over embarrassingly. And then he came yeah. in and added just a little tiny bit of backbone to the fucking yeah. uh, batting. All of a sudden, balls started growing in the rest of the batting lineup and they Ooh. started playing more freely, Green. I started putting them on the back foot sometimes. Remember when they came out here, the first series at home with Chris Rogers uh, opening opening the order? Didn't we fucking wipe Ooh. them, I think, that series? That was, Chris Rogers that was, that was, scored that was, tons left, right, and center. 
Yeah, that was India. Uh, yeah, we, India. We were at that game. That was the first uh, That's right. New Year's game we went to. That's right. Nice. We scored a ton. Chris Rogers scored 90. Just on fire. Yeah. All in a day. Well, that was pretty good. That's a good day's uh, cricket. And Chris Rogers scored three tons throughout the course of that series. So. Yeah. Uh, there we go. But, you know, what? Like I think our lineup's pretty set now. We've got, yeah, we go through them. We've got Manus, then we go ahead. we got Green. Look, we're still question marks over Kerry as keeper, and then we know our What bowlers, about Green's so. batting? What's your feeling still on – do you still – Persist, Mate, persist, got, persist, you know. He's got, a, he's got man of the match, 77, in shitty conditions. Like, mm. it's fine. Once he know, like, I know, like, but it's a Nick Maddinson green 77. Now, that's going to be I, concerning the, the the cricket gods. No, well, here's the thing. Like, he's, he's Nick Maddinson, 77, Greeno. He's been dismissed in the 70s like a bunch of times. He hasn't been able to convert a ton yet. Mm. But you got to remember, it's this building. kid's still only 22. Yeah, I know. So, like, he knows how to score tons. He scored a ton of tons in the grade below. But so, we're, we're, the thing is, though, we're all kind of on the edge of uh, on the edge of our seat because we don't want him to to be one of those players that's too good for the level below, but not good enough for the top level. But it's kind of everyone's like waiting, going, "Oh, come on, come on, be good enough, be good enough," you know, because we need him because he's a fucking. Uh, if he is good enough, he's going to be very good. You it's know? just that over expectation of the kid, right? He's coming in at six, he's so all young, rounder. Yeah. If you're if you're getting seventy, the all rounder, you have so much pressure on you because the batsman. If the batsmen don't take any wickets, no one gives a fuck. And if the bowlers don't score any runs, no one gives a fuck. But if you're the yeah. all rounder, you're supposed to do both, and that's a lot of weight to carry for the uh, the young guy. Usually, the all the best all rounders in world cricket, Greeno, have always been the experienced ones. Jacques Carlos, fucking Shane Watson when he was doing his uh, all-rounder stuff. Right? Tom Moody was almost a fucking all-rounder in one-day cricket at one point. He's an all-rounder. Tom Moody was always an all-rounder. Right? So, Uh, But when was he at his best? Like 35? Uh, Dale Lehman, Greeno, was 35. Off-spin, so that doesn't count. Off-spin doesn't count. But he was was an all-rounder in one-day cricket. Yeah. They're all the best. They're, it's a it's a it's Can a position that it's a position that belongs to someone who's got a cool head and experience because you yeah. have to handle both jobs at the same time. It's yeah, not he's, something he's twenty two. He's twenty two years time. old and he's doing he's still it. Still averaging yeah. like thirty five forty in test cricket. If you're yeah. getting that out of your your all rounder, yeah. man, that's fucking happy days. Oh, I remember um, saying to you like back in back early days, like when he was taking wickets. Remember, I'm like, look, if he ta- if he keeps taking five wickets in innings, who gives a fuck if he scores ten runs? Honestly, like it doesn't matter. The way he's bowling, it's just it, that's good enough to be in the team just as a bowler. So if you can nail one down. Then he's he's in, but you know our bowling stocks are pretty, you know, chock a block, aren't they? Still, yeah, we got plenty. We got plenty 100%. of quicks. Yeah, we got fucking a whole bunch of guys and probably starting pacemen for most other countries. Yep. Um, I still think Jackson yeah. Bird would be playing for England if he was. Jackson, if he was Jackson Bird, Jackson Bird would literally be uh, Jimmy Anderson if he played. He'd he was be his English. understudy. Yeah, he would have replaced would, Anderson by now. He's that good. Well, no, the thing, he, he would have taken like 600 test wickets and yep. just be, still been playing at 38 years of age yep. if he was playing for England. Yep. But Australia, there's just too many good pacemen in front of him and Jackson Bird. Ends up being like he still played Test cricket and yeah. took a bunch of wickets, but I mean, just ends up being one of the greatest. We forget it. We, for, we forget about players like James Pattinson. When it, when I see James Pattinson playing the Big Bash, I'm like, still he's he's still a pretty fucking good bowler, you know. It's good, just not healthy, mate. Yeah, he just can't get good for the Tests. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't get his way back in now anyway though. That's the thing. No, like, well, he was always on the fringes when when he was fit. They were like, well, Patton, it was the the foursome of, of bowlers was meant to be Stark. 
Hazelwood, Cummins, Pattinson. Yeah. And they're like, we're just going to rotate those four. And we had like one series where we were able to do that. And we're like, we're just going to rotate those four boys. Yeah. And that was our dream lineup because we're like, well, this is good. This is and then Pattinson got injured. And mm. we're like, all right, well, back to the, back to where we were. Yeah. Uh, back to status quo, if you will. Yep. I yep. like how we were complaining about how it's cricket season. We don't give a fuck. It's footy. And we just spent 12 minutes talking about cricket. Nice, Gary. Nice, and not even like Gary. current cricket. We're mm. talking about ashes that haven't happened yet. Ashes that happened six years ago. It's all about the ashes, really, isn't it? Let's be honest here. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick ba- couple of baseball stat mans if we can, sir. Okay. I'm a stat man. Let's go to the stat man and a fucking nice Gary. Uh, Mark Appel, 30 years of age, 349 days. He's the oldest number one draft pick. At the time of his MLB debut. Holy shit. Uh, nice, Gary. Nice, 30-year-old number one draft pick. How the fuck does that happen? So what happened is is uh, about eight, nine years ago, he was drafted by the Astros. Yeah. And they're like, uh, they drafted him as number one, pick number one, and they're like, oh, we're not happy. Like, they didn't want to sign him. Wait, eight, really nine, did you say eight, nine years ago? Yeah. So the draft is for, like, 21-year-olds in the States, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, here, Astra- here in Australia, the AFL draft, it's like you can draft a 17-year-old kid, you know, 18-year-old well, no, kid. You can draft this guy 16, 17, whatever you want. Oh, right. But those, those guys, are, like, baseball's a different game. Like They get them out of college and shit, don't they? Yeah, like, they, like you can sign a high school pitcher or a high school hitter, but you know they're going to take longer to they're get up to NLB enough. level. Right. So you'd rather use a higher draft pick on a college one. Right. So this guy was drafted number one overall, didn't end up panning out with Houston, never played a game. Quit the game for a little bit, and then it's like, oh, I still kind of love it. Like, I want to come back. Signed up with, like, a minor league team with the Phillies and worked his way up and made his debut yesterday, about eight years after he was drafted. Wow. Nice, Gary. That's that's like the fucking movie. It's like the rookie, isn't it? Is it the rookie? Yeah, but. Yeah, the rookie, but that guy was just a no one. Yeah. And then end up coming back as a 35-year-old after coaching BP. Yeah. That's a good movie, that one. Dennis Quaid. It is. Rookie. Film. I need to watch. There's a few I need to line up and just fucking go through like a marathon again, Greeno. The rookie is one. I watch Moneyball again. I'm just going to give another nice, nice little. Gary. <laughs> nice Gary to Moneyball. A couple of weeks ago. Couple of, yeah, at least twice a year. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. I thought, yeah, it's time for my Moneyball fix. So yeah. I got that one down the chamber, but I need to watch The Rookie again and uh, fucking Tin Cup needs to be on the list. Tin, I watched Tin Cup. I only watched Tin Cup uh, recently because I was thinking about the US Open. So I watched the I watched Tin Cup. Tin I was Cup. on a Costa kick and I watched Tin Cup. A little bit is better than that. Nah, nah, nah. With Cheech Marin it's in it as his caddy. It's a fucking great movie. Uh, Rene uh, Russo's in it. She's amazing. Oh, so, yeah, Everyone loves on. her. So, uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson in a green oh, Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Uh, it's a great Zim. flick. What other sports flicks the, are there? No, well, written by the guy that wrote White Men Can't Jump and Bull Durham. There you go. Nice, Ron Gary. Yeah. Mean, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, same guy. That's how, that's how he's like got Costner to be in the movie because he wrote Bull Durham with Costner that was already in that. Fucking uh, hell. Do you want to watch a movie if you can find it? It's really hard to find. It's called 61 Not Out. Yeah. It's about like the Glenn home McGraw. run chase. Okay. No. <laughs> it's about the home run chase uh, of uh, Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Of Babe Ruth's record, really fucking good film made right. by Billy Crystal. Okay, um, I think you'd really like it. It's, it's quite an interesting tale. It's less about the baseball side of things and more mm. about the pressures off the field right. and how like how it really took a toll on Roger Maris and the psychological toll of the pressure of being the bad guy in New York, even though he was part of the team because everyone loved Mickey Mantle instead. I wanted right. him to break the record of Babe Ruth, so it's it's quite interesting. Uh, who ended up? Who, you can spoil it for me. Who ended up 
breaking it? Mickey Mantle? Roger or? Maris. Roger Maris, uh, okay. Mi- yeah, because Mickey, cause, uh, Mickey Mantle ended up with like an abscess on his uh, hip, I think, and had to miss a whole bunch of games. Right. And Roger Maris ended up getting, I think Mickey Mantle's got in 56 home runs, hmm. and Mantle ended up getting the, oh, sorry, uh, Maris ended up getting the 61 home runs to beat Babe Ruth's 60 that he previously hit. Wow. So, and this poor guy, Roger Maris, is probably a lovely fella who's never upset mm-hmm. anyone. And upset. Mickey Mantle was just the more of the fucking show pony than the big dick who would, you no, know. No, he was just, it was more charismatic. So, yeah. like, Maris didn't like the media. He was just like, I don't want to talk to he you. He was I your Sam Press and Agassi, Agassi situation. 100% right? it was, man. 100%. <laughs> Roger Maris was Pete Sam Press. And, and Mickey Mantle was Andre Agassi. That's 100% correct. Um, but yeah, really good film, kind of behind the scenes, made by Billy Crystal as the director, mm-hmm. and who's a big, passionate Yankees fan, and he loves Roger, Ma- uh, don't remember Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, but he kind of didn't want to frame it as like a love letter to him. So it really delves into like the background of uh, Mantle's alcoholism and stuff like that as well. That's mm-hmm. right, it's quite a good flick. So if you can find it, check that one out. Uh, other sports films worth watching, you've seen most of them. Yeah, I know. Like, you can always go back and watch White Man Can't Jump again. That's always White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump doesn't really qualify as a sports film for me, though. You it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. It's a comedy. <laughs> well, it is, you but it's, it's based in a realm of sport. Sort of, though. It's not professional. It's, it's kind of like Pool Hall Junkies. Oh, that's a good version of it's a version yeah. of basketball though, right? Like hustling and shit. You know, it's not really. It's not like blue chip screen. And now blue chips is a say, sports movie. Blue chips, fuck it off. Well, how's Tin Cup a sports movie then? That's a comedy that happens to be around the realm of sport. Uh no, because it's well, I guess it's the whole PGA thing. I guess that makes yeah. it a sports film. Is that true? What I read on um, Twitter the other day, one of the PGA players, they got disqualified for hitting the ball into the car park and yeah. then literally jumped straight in their car and drove to drove the off. other the other Rebel League and signed up that, that day. Is that true? Yeah, well, half of that's true. Okay. Because so, I thought so, that's a fucking amazing story if that's true. Got disqualified, no. didn't even hand in his fucking scorecard. Just walked straight <laughs> to his car, Kimi Raikkonen style, Greedo. <laughs> got the fuck out of there and went home. I thought, that's amazing. I love that. It was a, it was a good story. No, I, I don't even know if that guy's actually signed the Rebel League, but uh, what actually happened is, I think it was the 18th hole, he hit his ball out of bounds and realised by the time got back to his position to play his shot, he would have held up the players behind him and he'd already missed the cut and uh, he was already near the car park. So he's like, well, uh, right. no. So he just was like, fuck it, I'm he's out like, of here. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck around with these guys behind me. I'm already not going to make the cut. It doesn't matter if I hand him my scorecard. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm literally going to hop my car and leave. <laughs> Does he such. miss out on money though because he didn't qualify as finishing or some shit? Uh, look, I think if you don't, like, I think you're still entitled to money, perhaps. Get an appearance uh, fee. That's a good question. I actually don't know. I think you're still going to get your appearance fee, depending on how, like, he must have been Because you could make bar. a good living, Greeno, just showing up and teeing off on the first hole yeah. of the weekend and then going, all right, I'm quitting. See you, boys. Collect your fucking two and a half grand and, and get the bus to the next event. You know? 100% you can. Like, that's, that's 100% correct. Um, even, like, MLB, they're... There's a situation like they're on their minimum is seven hundred thousand dollars, I think, a year. Nice. So if you get called up for one game, you get more for that one game than you get your entire minor league season. Oh, really? So you get so, the seven hundred k for one game if you're called not, up, not you're on the team, bang, you're in. It's kind of, 
rotted, but the salary in minor leagues is so low. Yeah, don't they get like, like 100 bucks a day or something ridiculously low? Like, they're eating ramen noodles and shit, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you're lucky they're bread sandwiches. Oh, sorry, butter sandwiches. It's just terrible. Is it uh, still that bad, though, after all? Because I remember that was the way it was seen back in the 90s, and I was like, oh, it can't oh, be that bad just, now, surely. Just as bad now. They've only uh, introduced last year where they, they want to force teams to provide at least accommodation. Because what was happening is they were, they were being billeted. So, like, your home team, they'd have no accommodation. They weren't getting enough wage to pay for, like, rental properties or anything. So they're like, they'd stay at local families' houses uh, when they were staying at home, and then they'd have to, like, sleep on the bus and shit. Like, it's just, it's no good. Um, but, yeah, I think they've now forced so the teams to go. So what they're doing, basically, because your initial thought would be a situation like that is unsustainable. Clearly, the, the minor league is too big to sustain itself, and these conditions yeah. are unacceptable, and it needs to be reduced down. Because they think we're nuts when they look at, like, the NRL, say, and it has, like, seven teams in one city. And they all go, you, you fucking guys are crazy. It's like, yeah, but it's, <laughs> but it's self-sustaining. Like, they look at the AFL, and they go, How do, what the fuck is going on down there? Because there's seven yeah. teams, but they still get 80,000, 90,000 people to games. Mm-hmm. Every, and it's like, how the fuck are you doing that? And <laughs> it's because it's a consolidation, right? America's, America's roughly the same size as uh, Australia in terms of geography, like pure square metres. And to get from one side to the other is a fucking long time. And I know minor leagues kind of stick close within their uh, general region, don't they, for the most mm. part. But it's part, still yeah. a lot of fucking bussing and jetting and travelling and fucking around and living out of suitcases. Well, there's no, there's no jetting. It's all on buses. It's all bussing leagues. around. So yeah. you would think that it would be unsustainable. We need to consolidate down. But no, what they do is they dangle the dreams of their team in front of them like a carrot, you know how you tie the carrot in front of the donkey and just make him walk until he dies, drops dead in the fucking <laughs> desert, Karina. So they do that to the minor league players. They by dangling the dream, and it's like, yeah, 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 it is fucking tough. You're going to be eating ramen noodle noodles and potato skins for two years, but yeah. hey, you might make it one day. You yeah, know, they refer to it like, oh, it's the dream, blah blah blah, and people fight for it. And they they might They'll never make it, it but. Yeah. Some is there some the guys end? who have been playing like minor league baseball who are like the pros at minor league who have been doing it for like 10 years and just live the life yep. like old fucking grizzled club owners yep. and shit, Greeno? Sure is, mate. There's plenty of them out there. <laughs> and a couple of them like occasionally you see a story where someone after 14 years in the minor leagues gets to come in for a day wow. and make their major league debut because like they're in a town and they just need someone on the bench or whatever. Wow. Um, nice when they make it, but, yeah, it's 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 a long life. Like, you think about it though; it's it's no different from like our younger days where you know we'd live on piss all money and just find a way to survive. Like yeah. you, you don't know what money is until you have money. You know what I mean? Like when when you're on three hundred bucks a week, well, three hundred bucks a week, you make it work. Like, yeah. Find a way to make it work, and if that's the life you've lived since you're young, and yeah. it's you're, you're playing baseball and you're having fun, like. And so be it. I officially, um, I have, I have officially declared previously that my wife and I are the world's premier preparers and presenters of po- uh, potato dishes because we mm-hmm. were so fucking broke um, yeah. when we moved out of home and we were living yeah. in this flat in Parramatta. You know, do you remember that mm-hmm. place? Mate, I remember the shop <laughs> post the potatoes because I was at your house. That's right. <laughs> and so we had to get very creative because literally the only thing we could afford was like a fucking bag of potatoes to eat. 
So that was it. And so it was like, all right, what do we got? Potatoes, a bunch of spices, and some condiments. We'll figure it out. And you had to yeah. come up with different ways to cook the potato every single day in order. But you yeah. know what? Fucking make it work, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Make it work. Find a way. I, I literally remember you know, your, your lovely wife coming home because for some reason you, you guys were struggling at that particular point financially, mm-hmm. but Greeno still rocked up and hang out of your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were kind enough let me be there. Don't worry, I didn't move. Everyone, was- everyone used to come and hang out because I think everyone yeah. else was still kind of, I think we were one of the first ones to get out, you know? You were, not in Para though. No one visited you in Para. No, because Para was halfway, it was, it was a halfway house because some of the friends would be on their way to the city or on their way back. Mm-hmm. You know, and Para was Para is kind of like halfway between where all of us grew up and yeah. where the city is. So it was like halfway towards the city. So yeah, it would become like, hey, we can go hang out in Para and then go to the city later. And you know, it was that kind of a thing. I remember at that time I was going through a rough patch myself, and I was yeah, I was staying in your house for a couple of days, and it was the first shop that you got back after like about I think it was about a month of nothing but potatoes. <laughs> We got and, steaks today. And you, like, literally, like, the meal that you had, I remember the smile on your lovely wife's face and your face were like, we're eating this tonight because, like, I think the first paycheck had come in uh, after you found found a new job and whatnot. Yeah. And it was just like, this is what like this is what you do. Like, that's fucking living. Like, you you, it's a, you live to your means that's in it. reality. Yeah, we live fucking, we live to our means now and we live a lot nicer than we did back then. Yeah. But back then, like, I used to live on... I, I fucking like I didn't eat really. Like you know, I got photos from your wedding where I look like I'm a heroin addict without ever touching heroin. And it's like well, I just fucking didn't eat because I had no money. And the choice was I could have cigarettes or I could buy an extra meal. So ah, true. I'll, buy, I'll buy a pack of smokes instead. And, you know I can survive on one meal a day. It's fine. Uh, now I, I was I, I had two meals this morning. And I'm like ah, I really could do it a third before my lunch break. Like just. <laughs> You're having two breakfasts now, Greeno. You're living the high life. Living the high life. Well, my breakfast, I had like a roast beef and cheese sandwich at 10.30. But at the same time. That's a good breakfast. Yeah, I like that. I was very hungry. So, but once again, that was like 10 years ago. I'm like, ah, I've got a pizza pocket to eat later. Like, you just live to your mates. You live Uh, to your mates. I guess to the original point, if you're a minor leaguer, you're out there playing baseball and you eat butter sandwiches every day, well, that's just what you do. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Mate, I, I remember when I when I moved out, I was because I've done a trade here, and when you're an apprentice doing a trade, you get a percentage of the the full tradesman's wage. So mm-hmm. the first year will be like fifty percent, and then the second year would be like sixty percent. So I moved out of home on a sixty percent wage, basically. Yeah. And remember that first place, and we were living across the road from a club, and mm-hmm. I I used up all of my sick days. I, I we had eight or nine sick days for the year. I used all of them up in the first month and a half living yeah. in this place because we lived across the road from this club. So whatever money I made, like I was just eating at the club, drinking at the club because it was literally across the fucking road. We just I would yeah. we would both get home from work, myself and my roomie, and we would just go over and like, all right, what do you got? I got to the point where I was starting to, because, you know, I'm on 60% wage. I'm still driving to work. I'm paying rent. You know, all of a sudden you're a kid and you're in this situation. It's like, fuck, I really don't have that much money to spend. <laughs> so I started um, collecting up all of my change. And what I would do is like, I knew that the beer across the road would cost $2.60 or whatever it was at the time. So I would separate out one beer worth in each pocket. I would wear cargo pants with like four or five pockets on them. <laughs> jacket with two or three pockets and so this is so i didn't have to count out five and ten cent pieces at the bar greedo and so i would go up and you know i'd 
go like, yeah, one schooner, and I'd reach into one of my pockets. I would have like nine or ten beers worth of change on me in different pockets, one each pocket, and I'll just clear them out as I go. So I'd put the change on the bench. And the first time I go up to this guy, this cat, he thinks I'm trying to get the better of him. And I look at him, I'm like, mate, I'm here all the time. I literally live across the road. Trust me, it's all there. And he's like, hang on a minute. And he kind of puts his hand up to me. Hang on, mate. I'm like, all right, mate. And he goes and he counts the five and ten cent pieces. And he's like, you're taking the piss, mate, to me. I'm like, no, 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 this is what I'm paying with. And he's like, uh, and he puts it in the thing. And then I come up the next time and he looks at me and again, <laughs> looks at me again. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a schooner and you. And he's like, all right. And I take another fucking pocket out and, and kind of drop the fucking change on the, on the bench in front of me. And I look at him and I said, mate, I literally live across the road. He's like, yeah, yeah, I trust you, mate. <laughs> nice, Gary. I trust you, mate. So, the good yeah. thing about that club, like, and once again, like, talk about living to our means. And, yeah. like, we, we didn't have much money. We're all working either. You're working on 16 wage. I was working part-time. All the boys either had no jobs or fucking pretty low-paying jobs or part-time. Yep. But that, that club there, the reason we catch up there, one, it was super cheap. Like I said, $2.60 for a schooner. Yep. Uh, secondly was- You can get pissed free, up and fed and, you know, not go broke, basically. But so. fr- free pool as well. Free so, stick. Absolutely. Free so stick, it was entertainment then, the whole time as well. Entertainment. They used to open up the jukebox- like free uh, for like certain hours when you want hours to get there for the free jukebox. If so you got you there at the right time as well, yeah. they used to bring out free hot food every now and then. Free hot food. So you didn't have to buy dinner that night. That's so right. once again, live to your means, you rock up to the club, yeah. you get the free little the like, finger snacks. Yeah. Finger snacks. Like, oh, excellent. They used to have like little uh, trays of uh, peanuts yeah. they bring out sometimes. Yeah. So you'd have that. And suddenly, like you had a night out, you spent eight bucks, you played pool all night, you had a bunch of peanuts, you had some some finger food. Cheese. And you had a of beer. They would have peanuts and cheese in these dispenser right. things, cubes of cheese. You couldn't That's even right. do that now, Greeno, because someone would be in there going, my kid's allergic and COVID and everyone's going to get a rash and die. And it'd be like, you know, for a long time, kids, you won't believe this. We all used to, there was like big fucking dispensers of crackers and cheese and peanuts at, at the club that we used to drink cheap beer at. And you would have free pool and just free snacks. And you could take a plate and go and fill up your plate with cheese and fucking crackers and peanuts and all that kind of shit while you drink your beer. And it was perfectly fine. Now you can't do it anymore. And then, like, like on the back of that, then you could go to, say, the the all-night club, say, Panthers. Yep. Now, for me, once again, I I didn't – like, I was always designated driver, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I'd find a way to make those things because anyone who was a designated driver, I mean, free soft drinks, (laughs) and they always had the free coffee machine at Panthers, right? Yeah. So I wasn't paying for drinks. Yeah. And then they'd have – yeah, once again, you'd have the free live bands, so I didn't have to pay for entertainment. Mm. Um. So for the whole night, I'd buy like an $8 pack of Peter Stuyvesant. Yes. And I'd drink fucking Coke, uh, water. Actually, I didn't drink water back then. Coke, it was free because I was designated driver. I got a stamp. And then free coffee till I could like need to go to sleep. Yep. Bang. Live to your means. So ways to fucking get a whole bunch of free shit. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. We have a mate who used to, he used to scam the hamburger joints by going in there uh, his mate would order uh, like a fucking, you know, quarter pounder or something, and then he would take the burger like around the corner and march back in there and go, I was just fucking in here and I ordered a vegetarian burger and this has meat in it. I've taken a bite out. This is fucking disgusting. Because you, we're not going to mention his name, but this particular friend of ours, it's it's 100% what he looks like. Like he has fucking long hair and dreads and tats everywhere and, uh, you know, rings through his nose and shit. So he pulls it off like you wouldn't fucking believe. And he's like, I'm a fucking vegetarian. This is fucking bullshit. 
And he would be like, we ate like kings that day because they'd be like, yeah. here, here have five vegetarian burgers and all the fries we have as long as you just shut up and get the fuck out. Yeah. So there's always ways, Greeno, of oh, that, that living cheap. Uh, that particular friend that you mentioned, me and him once had a challenge for one week yeah. to see how much free food we could get without <laughs> ever stealing anything. All you, all, all you had was your words. So oh. you either had to convince someone to give you something for free yep. or you had to come up with like a scam <laughs> to make someone give you a refund for something you paid for. Yeah. And I think at the end of it, we tallied it up and between us, we got about $112 worth of food. Do you see free. Do you see my American? <laughs> if you're one of my American brothers and sisters who would might maybe listen to my podcast, this is the shit I'm talking about when I tell you that never trust an Australian. And yeah. we are all taught where it's in our DNA. We learn we learn how to fuck each other over from a very young age. Everyone when you're in Australia, either you have to be stealing from everyone or imagine everyone is trying to get something from you. That's the that's the our system. That's what no. keeps everyone in balance. Just to, assume to everyone fair, is trying to screw everybody else all the time. To be fair, we kept all <laughs> our scamming to nothing but the big market chains. Mm. So small business. So it's a victimless crime then. Yeah. So my theory is like these people are already making billions and we're on literally five bucks an hour. If I can convince (laughs) the billion dollar corporation to give me a free cheeseburger. It's not stealing if the other one's rich, basically. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. If they're making a conscious decision to hand it over, then it's not stealing. That was the rule. You can't steal the food. The rule is they have to hand the food to you for free. Yep. So we went to a festival once, got a whole bunch of free shit there. Because like, oh, I forget what the scam was. But anyway, <laughs> that's what you have to do. You got no fucking money. I could only afford Peter Stuversant or Peter Jackson, uh, depending on which smoke machine we could be at. Normally it was PJs, mm. but Stuversant's and Panthers. That's how you lived. Uh, lived it's just answer. beautiful, Greeno, because these are the life skills that, you know, w- where we grew up, these are the life skills that we adopted. And it's just nice to know we'll be able to pass this on to our kids one day, Greeno, telling them how to scam free lunch so they can afford their fucking ciggies, right? <laughs> That's what we're going to be passing down to the next generation of West. I did just think. I did just think of the irony, though. I was literally complaining about a twelve dollar conversion fee earlier in the show, yeah. and I'm like, I used to get a whole night out on twelve bucks. <laughs> so true. Your standards have changed, my man. Yeah. You've yeah, changed, bro. You've been out of the area too long, man. Too long. Yeah. Uh, more baseball stat mans for me. Stat man. I'm a stat man. You know the New York Yankees, man. This is a fucking storied franchise, right? Like, yeah. like, this is a team that's been around forever. Yep. Joey Gallo, who plays for the New York Yankees, had 138 batting average with 32 strikeouts in June. Joey Gallo, in the history of the Yankees, we're talking a couple hundred years here, hmm. is the first player in Yankees history with a sub-150 batting average and 30, 30 uh, strikeouts in any month. Nice, Never happened before. Gary. That's how bad he's going. Wow. Hitting... I can hit. Like, I don't they I say the worst ever out. player is like the Griffey Junior guy? Is that not Ken Griffey Junior? But like, isn't it someone with a very similar name who's like the worst ever considered? No, you're thinking of Mendoza. Oh no, I was thinking of the Family Guy guy, <laughs> the one that no, they show in Family Guy. Griffey's one of the greatest players in history. <laughs> ah, okay, <laughs> so it's definitely oh, yeah. not Griffey. Uh, Mendoza. Mendoza has the. Uh, it's called the Mendoza line. So anyone, like, if, if you're hitting 200 in MLB, it's, you're considered a pretty shit player. Mm-hmm. So uh, I forget the guy's first name. But, but Mendoza, it's not a big jump for, to, between, like, because 250 is considered pretty good, isn't it? Like, and it uh, 250 is considered, like, you're, you're all right. 
300, you're a very good player. And anything above 300, you're, you're a sensation. How many but, hit like 320? What's Shohei Itani hit? Is it 320, 330, something like that? No, well, Shohei doesn't hit as much for average. He hits home runs. So right. he's hitting about 256, I think, so far this season. But he's got like 20 homers or 18 homers, something like that. So that indicates is- he takes takes more risks at 256 rather yeah, so than he's, he's a shitty, he's swinging, shitty hitter. Like, he's not going to get as many hits, but if he gets a hit, he's more likely to hit it out, which right. is going to cause more damage. So MLB in the new kind of money, like the new version of Moneyball is we want players, we'd rather the average be low, but they hit more homers. Uh, the new meta is hitting more homers. I like that. Hmm. Okay. Pretty much. They don't mind if you strike out as long as you're hitting for power. So if really, you... so what's happened is Moneyball has now returned up its own anus and is starting to come out its own mouth again, and we're back to hitting home run hitters, <laughs> those yeah. signing home run hitters. Who hits the most home runs? Sign him. It's like, congratulations, we're back to 1880. Nice, well done. Harry. Moneyball just went all the way back to the start again. It's like, let's just hire the guys who can hit it over the fence. Great idea. Yeah. The, maths, the maths are right there. It makes sense. Well, it comes full circle. Fantastic. <laughs> so we're going to need a new money ball when all of the home run hitters become super expensive yet again. Well, the new money ball is actually the Cleveland Guardians at the moment. Because like, oh, they're, they're not the team. Indians anymore. I forget about them. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're now the Guardians. But um, they're, they're playing. What is in, a in, Guardian, by the way? Like, what is well, the their Guardian, mascot? What does it do? Well, the Guardian is actually the two towers that happen to be on the bridge as you enter Cleveland. <laughs> as uh, if anyone, no, as no. if anyone knows about the Cleveland Bridge outside of Cleveland. No one gives a fuck, but that's what they named it after. <laughs> Wait, Cleveland small. does a bridge? I didn't even know there was right. water there. Even though, until someone said, "What the fuck is Guardian?" It's a stupid name. It's about the bridge. It's still Guardians. I guess it's not racist. I <laughs> So you're coming from Sydney, we mock all your bridges, you know, like, pff, whatever. You call that you know, a bridge? <laughs> that's I think I've seen close is the Golden Gate. Like, that's right. That was, that's a pretty fucking cool bridge. That's, an ep- that's a pretty epic bridge. I'll give you that. But it's not as good as ours. So no, it's me. not. Like, no. fucking yeah. Got, yeah. I've been on, I've been on both and yeah, the, the Harbour Bridge better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a picture. Yeah, it certainly is. Yep. Uh, should we wrap it up there? Call it a day. Call it a day. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're done. So, uh, you're doing a show tomorrow, so what, what's in the lineup? What are we looking at? I am. Do you actually? I can give you a quick rundown of the lineup if you yeah, want. Let's go for it. Get right. some plugs in. Yeah. It's still early. It's not midnight tonight, so we've got energy to do some plugs. All right. I'll tell you what. If you're a starting block um, viewer, first of all, <laughs> fucking, first of all, there's something fucking wrong with you. <laughs> um, but second of all you're going to get the scoop on what we've got. So we've got um, the one that Brattles sent, actually, Greeno. The internet is debating whether online teabagging is sexual assault. Ah, fair call. Going to get into that. We've also got that protester who blocked the Sydney Harbour Tunnel the other day by barking across Roth. Yep, so we're going to cover her We're going because uh, the trashy tabloids have done what they've done best, have done what they do best, and that is deep dive into her personal life and exposed a whole bunch of shit. Oh, this is good. So that's very good. So we're going to leech off the back of their scavenging, shitty rat-like behaviour <laughs> for our own amusement. Um, yeah. We're also got an update. We've got a. We're going to cover the uh, fat suits, Greeno, that you sent a couple of weeks ago. I want to go back into that. I want to examine that a little more deeply. Get back into the fat suit discussion. Um, What's that one about? That's. Uh... 
Yeah, where, where wearing a fat suit is now fat shaming because you shouldn't have skinny actresses. You know, you've got to be skinny actresses. That's right. I'm like, yeah. I think I thought that was the story. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got an update on the COVID stuff. How about the ABC apologizes for their years of racist treatment of their uh, host screener? Did you know about that? I didn't. I didn't see that. Did you watch? Like, you wouldn't have. But uh, they did the ABC ninety special last night, like ninety no. years of the ABC. No. And there was a lot of work stuff in it. Yeah, like as if like the a, last 20 years encapsulates the last 90. <laughs> really, no, it really was. I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, these are not. the highlights. And I'm like, oh, okay, they, literally, so like, they literally think history began in 1968 or something, Green. No, it was, it was just very interesting. It was like, well, hang on. Like, you're talking about the, because like, I'm in my head thinking of the greatest comedy shows, whatever, mm. of like the ABC, you know, yep. thinking like the games, uh, like Too spicy, line. mate. Too many controversial jokes in there. No, which, which those shows are fine, but then we're like a whole bunch of like Indigenous and uh, and gay shows, which once again, no problem with it. Yeah, but I don't care. I'm like, if I'm thinking of the greatest shows, like it seems like you've thrown these Indigenous and gay ones in there. You've thrown them the in there to bulk end, up the numbers. At the back end to do the balance. Uh-huh. And then I saw drama and same thing. There was a whole bunch at the very back end that's just like, Oh, here's a bunch of great shows. I've mean, never heard of these ones. Like news. it was an afterthought, Greeno. Yeah, like news, similar story, like oh. a bunch of like really woke stories at the very back end. And I'm like, these are the biggest stories. And I was listening to my wife and I'm like, oh, what are your things you remember the most? Uh, like if you're thinking news stories over the last, your, our life, mm. what are you thinking? We name like, you know, 9-11 and um, like Lynn Siege and yeah. Things like that, we like, oh, like the bushfires and whatnot. Yep. But then suddenly there was just these random, like, really woke things. And I'm like, where'd that fucking come from? I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember I would, that. <laughs> I would have put that on the short list. Well, they're, they're rewriting <laughs> history now. We're, we're making out like that. it's always, we're making out like it's always been a big deal, like 30 yeah. years ago, because we have to rewrite history to implant the idea in the generations now. To make uh, them feel like this is the way it's always been, and there's nothing you can do to change it. <laughs> it wasn't, but yeah. No, I found it. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract from your plug. No, man. no, no, no. The plug's done, mate. It so, just made me think. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I remember watching that last time. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Yeah. Like, what's changed? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we're doing that and more. Eight, eight a.m. Uh, Australian time. Australian time. Yeah, around that eight-ish. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, eight-ish. Yeah, shit. Eight-ish a.m. Oh. So it'll be six-ish p.m. U.S. time. US time, yeah, because I think I saw you plug 8 o'clock earlier. Well, maybe I'll take that opportunity to actually do the show at 10 a.m. Sydney time, which might be better, and I'll just do the show at 8 instead. Maybe you want to do it. Maybe. Yeah. maybe I might. Yeah, who cares? Right. I haven't done one for like a month and a half, so what's the difference? <laughs> did, you, did you do a streaming one last week? Yeah, yeah, did the, the game stream. We had fun. Oh, you know, you did, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, we had fun. We, um, we started at e- as Egypt and... We had one community that were our only friends who tried to offer us money to be their friend, and we invaded them. Because we held Jerusalem. We, we held Jerusalem, Greeno, and we wanted to be historically accurate. So we took our savage neighbours who were, you have, you have much wisdom to offer us. Please give us your wisdom and show us your ways. And we tried to invade their city and take their money. Nice, Gary. So, yeah, nice, Gary. Didn't really work nice out for us, though. Gary. Uh, it didn't work out the way we intended anyway. But, yeah, that Good was fun. Good times. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll leave it there. Check out Damo Show tomorrow. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll 
always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? 